Hello and welcome to the Kahu Kōrero with Crystal and Cools. This is our deeper conversations about life on and off the court. This episode is a little introduction to your hosts. We touch on our basketball experiences, the Toehi League, and what this podcast is all about. So settle in and get cozy. This is Kahu Kōrero with Crystal and Cools. Hola, our first ever episode, currently at the team house. This is the Kahu Kōrero podcast. Um, we are your hosts. My name's Kula. And my name's Crystal. And we are both members of the uh, Northern Kahu organization, which is a part of the new women's league in uh, New Zealand, basketball league. Um, big, big steps, this league, for, for New Zealand. I know it's getting a lot of uh, Kiwi women back to New Zealand to play, including yourself. Yep. Just finished college in the States. Yeah, yeah. So just finished college. Super lucky. Um, Timing was great. This is obviously our first ever year of having this. And for me to just finish and come right back to this has been awesome. And yeah, just perfect timing for me. And I know the some other girls too like Teda and a few others that we have in the league and we have Michaela Cox who's come back into our team to to play who's played many years of basketball but this new league is an opportunity for her to to play home um play in her city Auckland which has been great and it's great to have her back as well right yeah she is yeah definitely an all-time great our most capped tour fern ever so super lucky to have her back here with us to have her leading our team to a chip not biased or anything, yeah. but yeah, that's where we're going. One thing that I love about this league and that I don't think we've mentioned is that we're getting paid now. Oh, yeah. And that, um, yeah, the biggest, that's kind of the biggest draw card. And I'm all about women's empowerment. I know we're all about uplifting women. And so having an equal pay mm-hmm. to our men, to the sales MBL is such a big deal and something that I hope will continue for a yeah. long time to come but I doubt there's many leagues around the world that do this that equal yeah no I don't I don't think I can think of any off right. the top of my head but yeah that's that is a huge sort of change super exciting and yeah a really positive outlook and hopefully more things in the future will just happen and hopefully leagues around the world will look at us and kind of follow in our footsteps and giving women you know, what they deserve and paying them for the work that they do put in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it is, it is a lot. Yeah, and it's at, currently at the moment with everything going on in the world, women's equality being represented in this way, I think is a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, pre, pre-season predictions. Well, obviously, we've got to put ourselves in first. Um, the top. For sure, for sure. But yeah, it's been interesting, you know, all the teams are a little bit secretive about who they've got and their roster and who they're bringing in and all those types of things. But for me, I'm going to go with the Queens being my second pick, Mm. I think. Mm. Just because I've heard great things about their imports. Um, yeah, Yeah, as I was telling you earlier, one I know has been drafted. The other one's coming from the Euro League. Oof. Huge. They're keeping that quiet. They're keeping that quiet. They are, they are. And, you know, Stella Beck coming back home, she's always going to be trouble for teams. And Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but a lot of young talent too. Mm. I, I 
think next for me would probably be the fire team, just quietly. Yeah. 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 Well, we did have a sneak peek at them. Um, Pre-season. How many weeks ago? Two weekends ago? Yeah. We had two games, won one and then lost one. Mm. So we're even at the moment. Right. And both games, yeah, we're really tight. And, but yeah, their imports were looking great too. Athletic. Very athletic. Right. <laughs> right. They um, were giving us some problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So Queens in second, five third, fourth and fifth. Hawkeye mm. and Hoi Hort. Now these are the teams that have, we haven't really heard much about, and obviously they're the furthest away from us. Yeah. So we play Hoi Hort first. Oh. Yeah, Hoi Hort first. So I guess we'll find out. Right. We'll find out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be finding out <laughs> soon. Um, but then, yeah, and then obviously the Hawkeye team have a great coach from yep. the WNBA. She'll be... That team will be really interesting to watch. And then, obviously, a lot of talent down there with Tessa, Lauren. Which will be huge. But, yeah, here, I guess, we're more than just basketball. So, we want to sort of open up a space, I guess, to talk about life on and off the court. Which is what the Kahu Korero podcast is about. And what we will be uh, facilitating together as um, the duo that is Crystal and Kula. Which is exciting. Right. And yeah, just a great space, I think, for females right across the board. Um, We just want to empower and promote kind of females in sport all over New Zealand and making all different types of contributions. So we're really excited about some people we have in mind to come on and chat with us. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see or you'll see in fact who we who we get to talk to and um the value that we can learn and hopefully you guys can learn and take away from um this little project that we're working on together. Um so some of our values are to inspire and guide. We have mana which is power. Um understanding and connection, which is I guess what we we value here and what we're trying to do and achieve. And then um our goals, Crystal yeah, our goals are to, one, raise awareness for female athletes, their stories, history, and all the different experiences they've had. Um, our second goal would be to create content that adds value and also to inform and educate. And then lastly, to inspire and guide. And hopefully, you know, all you listeners out there, no matter what age you are, no matter where you're listening from, um, you can definitely find something to pick up on or something that you loved um, in our podcast and can yeah, take away and maybe think about or ponder about. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, even share, pass it on maybe. Right. Which is, I think, important in life mm. to learn and pass on the knowledge. Right. Mm. I think we should probably give some context about why we are, uh, you know, hosting this. We've both been playing basketball for a long time. I probably started when I was 12, under 13s, which is cool. And I'm now 23, so it's been like well over 10 years for me. Yeah, I mean, I started mucking around with the ball, I guess, when I was five. And that's purely just because my mum was playing and that was all there was to do. It was either that <laughs> or take a nap on the sidelines. So I might as well jump in and kind of play. Right. We both played for New Zealand. We both played age groups and had, I think, quite similar experiences. You know, we both went to Colorado for school. I went to mm-hmm. JUCO. You went to 
um, UNC. Yep. Um, so I feel I feel like that really equips us with um, enough life experience to to share and conversate as well. Yeah, been to college, obviously played high school basketball here and went through all those systems. But yeah, going to college, I think really opened both of our eyes up to the real world, the big yeah. world of basketball. And for sure, yeah. for sure. I was one and done personally. I think there, at the time that I went, there wasn't a lot of awareness about what the reality is of going to college, um, which you know, I realized the hard way, I guess, that it, it wasn't for me, but you stuck it out. I stuck it out and some. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I did my four years and two more, mm-hmm. but it's not to say at all that it was all the glitz and glam that, you know, everyone yeah. kind of gets sold this dream and that's yeah, a challenge for a lot of New Zealand, especially New Zealand girls going over who, you know, are promised all this college life mm-hmm. and... We watch all the movies and everything and it seems like such yeah. a dream and that's it we do get sold the dream and I think um it's important for me oh and definitely you as well to sort of educate mm. that that next generation on you know the truths and maybe that the dream isn't always yeah it's not all that it seems <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah I'm sure there's a lot of people working in that space and I was telling you few days ago about my kind of program Mm -hmm. that I'm working on to do just that is to give people a realistic view on what college really is and yeah all that it's not also Mm -hmm. um so yeah a little bit more about my journey is just um and why this league is so cool to me is because I've come from such a basketball family with my Mm -hmm. mum and stuff and seeing kind of her generation put in how much work they did to the female game and all of that has really inspired me to come back and I'm sure a lot of others like have come back into this league knowing how much hard work has gone on right behind the scenes and how many years they've fought for women just to have a league and I know in a lot of places around New Zealand they're still trying to get women's leagues up and running um you were saying like the Auckland League yeah there it's non-existent at the moment for um, I guess women above the age of 23 and not even really social comps which is quite devastating especially for me coming from Australia where I was uh, living in Brisbane there's basketball on every night mm. I think this Toihi basketball league is sort of the first step into creating more opportunities for women right. which is exciting and a lot of people are buying into it us included and like you were saying it's just Seeing the work that everybody else, your mum, even Jody and Justine, have put mm. into into basketball and sort of seeing it t- come to fruition, which is exciting. Right, really cool. But yeah, hopefully, you know, this being now broadcast on TV, all of our games are going to be on TV. Like young girls will mm-hmm. watch us and more people will get drawn back to the game. And hopefully, yeah, more girls will put their hands up to play after high school and there'll be such a demand that, Leagues will start popping up around the place yeah. and competitions will start happening. Which is exciting. That's the plan. That's the right. plan. <laughs> right. But talk more, think a little bit about your Australian experience. What were you doing over there and yeah. where were you playing? Um, I was playing in Brisbane. I played for the Southwest Metro Pirates. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great, especially coming from my time in America. Coming home to New Zealand, there wasn't really anything for me. 
no basketball and I wanted to keep playing. And so that's why I made the, the, the jump across the ditch to, to Australia. And yeah, the basketball opportunities were great and I had some great coaching. I played with some, some great players. Um, we had awesome imports and then even seeing Kiwi players as well. It's, it's quite cool now that everyone's moved back and now we're all together again in New Zealand. But, um, but yeah, Australia was really cool. Lots of opportunities there. And I guess that's what we're trying to replicate. Right. In New Zealand now, something yeah. sort of similar. Right. And something so that girls don't have to move away to go find quality basketball. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that's definitely the goal. I want to know, like, through all these times, like you've gone, you went to college, found out it wasn't for you, came home, decided to go again. Like, who kind of kept you grounded or inspired or, like, motivated to keep going? Who was that person in your life or to, was it to yourself? To keep playing? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been myself that this whole time playing my mum she's always I'm I've, I've been unlucky with injuries I'm injured at the moment so I'm not playing so my mum she says just just stop you know your body is is it's a sign type mm. but I've kept persevering because I love the sport I love the game I love the people yeah I actually just love playing and yeah. so I've I've needed to play and it's it sucks that I can't play right now um but yeah it's it's been me mainly and I still continue to push I still go to workouts and do my thing or try to at least and just get around everyone. Mm. How about you? Well, I've tried to quit a few times, actually. (laughs) My mum's the opposite and she's like, you've just got to keep doing something. She Mm. didn't really care what it was, um, but she was just always like, you just have to keep doing something. But yeah, did you ever like play any other sports growing up? Um, I did netball and I played touch and tag, which were just sort of fun but then I had to make that decision and I chose basketball Mm. so much more freedom right it's kind of like all like of those sports in one yeah in a weird way in a weird way I mean sometimes I've been tackled on court I'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) right definitely have the same bruises (laughs) um but yeah and oh you're you've played touch at a top level too yeah yeah actually I played um under 17s for New Zealand and we went away to Australia and kind of had a taste of that Mm -hmm. but yeah when I went to the States kind of just gave everything else up and have really just been a baller and just playing basketball but yeah the other sports I think have been great for me at least because when I've hated basketball or when I've needed a break I was able to go play touch Mm -hmm. and then kind of re-fall in love with basketball all over again and do you find that in your experiences you've had that I don't love basketball moment For sure. Um, Whether that's, you know, I've put too much pressure on myself and had personal struggles or I've disliked uh, a coach or had really bad experiences with teammates. Like there's been a lot of um, factors in that have kind of made me fall out of love with basketball, I guess. But yeah, I think that's kind of the whole character building and the resilience that we were talking Mm. about earlier that um, has just really shaped shaped us yeah right and made us tougher today definitely I think my a big trouble I have is um is not being able to play so when I'm injured or when there's no basketball I get sort of that can't play depression or that can't play sadness mm. which is is tough sometimes because a lot of my happiness and sort of energy comes from being able to play basketball so when I don't have it what else do I have and so I think for me, I'm trying to, at the moment, build a life off the court that I can still get that 
happiness from. So I started taking up sewing classes, you know, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing cooking and things like that. So I can be happy off the court, which is I think important. And a lot of women and athletes in general, they probably go through these sort of feelings. Yeah. I a hundred percent think so. I know like finishing college and a lot of my friends that, you know, didn't have opportunities to play. They, that transition mm. stage into facing out of basketball and learning what, you know, themselves without being that athlete or without having basketball. So yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of people going through that, but injuries are a whole other thing and mm. it's a whole other type of mental toughness. I know. Definitely. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had any sort of big injuries? Um, No, I've been really lucky actually. Probably credit to playing multiple sports and using different muscles because yeah. I think... Different movements. Yeah. Right. And it's weird to me now that coaches these days, especially in high school, try to funnel like high school kids mm. into just one sport, whether that's netball or rugby or, yeah. you know, those. Um, so that's weird to me that they do that when, yeah, I think... The value you get from doing different codes. Right. It shows. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I haven't had... Only a sprained ankle and... Yeah, wow. That was... Yeah, touch wood. That's yep. going to be it. Um, but yeah, no, injury depression or injury sadness, it is huge. And you see athletes go through it all the time. Mm. But you also see the bounce back, which is what I'm I'm waiting for. Right. <laughs> but I think that's also very inspiring, the amount of work that goes in um, off the court to get back to your happiness, I guess, right. and playing and things like that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, we're all waiting to see the cooler bounce back. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, cooler's clothing and cooking. Yeah. Maybe that can be a thing. That could be a thing. Oh, we're, we're podcasting, you know, we, um, we're we doing other things. We're adding to our bag, which right. is actually what we're all about here at the Kahu Kōrero. Mm. Conversations about life on and off the court. Where the inspiration came for doing this, this podcast is because I was injured mm. and because I... Um, I can't contribute to the team on the court. So I feel like doing this project, it gives exposure to our organization, what we're about, what the league's about, and then also um, finding value and sharing it with, you know, our audience, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, I guess what sort of inspired the Kahu Kōrero podcast. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have, um, to have Jody and, Matt, who have allowed me this opportunity to to do this and right, right, mm. and I'm sure we're going to have some other people that jump on here and talk about their challenges and yeah, how they get through these things and different hobbies they might have picked up um, along the way. But yeah, 